Praise God. Are y'all excited to hear about what the Lord's going to do today? Yes, indeed. Well, I tell you what, I've been spending a lot of time in prayer this week about, Lord, what are we going to share? What are we going to share? And actually, he said, I told you last week. <laughs> because when we ended up last week, the Lord had really um, given us a few things uh, to, to, to really think about. I said, well, let's just run with them. And we're really talking about encountering Christ. Amen. And that can mean a lot of different things to a lot of people. I found that out over the years. But we're going to be talking about knowing him, abiding in him, and, and allowing him to express himself through us. And so today I hope that we really listen and, and really open our hearts and apply ourselves to the story uh, and, and see where really where am I at in my walk with the Lord. And so with that, I want to go ahead and read this scripture that we're going to kick it off. It's out of John 17, 3. And it says, this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and the one you have sent, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, like I was saying a minute ago, talking to a lot of people about Jesus, and I love to do that. Just like she said, especially when we get on that plane, man. I got him. I got him there, you know. But, uh, you know, I don't beat anybody up. I just love them in the Lord. And, 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 you know, I love people. And and uh, and because I love people, I want them to know Jesus. Not just know about him, but to encounter him. And that's the whole thing. That's the difference about knowing somebody in your head, but having somebody in your heart. And I pray today as we spend time in God's word that we know him. Now, I keep going back to know him. When I was thinking about this and people that I've talked to over the years, even myself at times early on, you know, you might say, well, do you know Jesus? And, and that could come back with this. Yeah, I've heard of him. Right. You know, or somebody might say uh, it could mean, uh, yeah, I used to read my Bible all the time. I've had that. You know, I said, hey, the, you know, uh, do you know the Lord? And I had a guy at work one time says, I read my Bible. I didn't ask you, did you read your Bible? I asked you, did. do you know him personally? And that's what we want to get to today. And, uh, you know, a couple other things, you know, uh, another answer you get, do you, do you know the Lord? Well, I used to go to church or I do go to church and we get all these things are doing. I didn't ask you about doing. I'm asking about knowing. And I want you to catch that theme today about knowing him. So, you know, as we as we share this story, I'm going to start out with a very familiar story. And we're just going to kind of insert ourselves in that story and really see, Lord, speak to me today. I, I really believe that we're going to we're going to encounter Christ in a mighty way today. That's been my prayer. I've been meeting with the Lord. Lord, show us how to go deeper in our relationship with you. Lord, show us how to, to cling on to you. How do we abide in you? We hear that, Lord. But but how does that work? How does how does it we put feet to our faith in that? And I believe today's message is going to help us in that area. Amen. So let's go ahead. I'm going to start out with a story that many of y'all are familiar with from the Bible. If you're listening online, you can take a look at Luke chapter 10, uh, verse 38 through 42. And uh, you guys can look at it on the screen. Again, I always encourage you to bring the word of God with you. So let's go ahead and read this. Starting in verse 38, it says, As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the feet of Jesus listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered. You are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Now, we can read across that real fast and go on to the next chapter. But I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of meat on them bones right there. And I want to go ahead and kind of kind of chew on them. You know, so I don't want us to miss out what's being taught on this thing. Martha was all wrapped up in the task and she was missing out on what's best. Amen. I'm going to say this several times throughout speaking today because I want to make sure we're on the same thing. 
Serving is great. Serving is necessary. Serving is wonderful. God desires us to serve. I'm talking about our motives, amen? I'm talking about knowing him. And through that love relationship, then we serve. You're going to see the big difference. Just doing, but then knowing and letting God express itself to you, okay? So I want to, I'm going to say that a few times. But what was she doing? If we look back here, you know I love my little highlight and stuff. Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said, right? But Martha, she's getting all bent out of shape. Y'all ever done that before? I can't believe this. And see, this happens at church. This happens at home, you know. We got company coming. My goodness, don't y'all care? We got to get all this stuff straight and everything. My goodness, what are you doing? Right? That doesn't happen nowhere but my house, right? And I'm the one saying it. I'm teasing. I'm not the one saying it. I'm like, I got it, baby. I got it. I got it. But you know what? It's good to have a list. I did say that, Tanya, Denise, right? Right? They are the list makers. And I buck the list sometimes, man. I'm like, God, leave not another list. But when we get on that airplane, I'm going to say, did you bring this? Did you bring that? Did you bring this? So a list is a good thing. But if a list supersedes the relationship, like we're talking about here, the to-dos, get past the dealing and doing and spinning and living and loving life with the Lord, then we got it out of whack, you know? And so I had a couple little things here. I said this. I said, if the task gets more attention than the time with the Lord does, we're out of balance, amen? You hear what I'm saying? If the task gets more attention than the time of Jesus, we're out of balance. So I pray as we, we look at this today that God, through Holy Spirit in us, helps us to get that balance, right? So let's take a look at that. Anybody ever heard that story before about Martha and Mary? Everybody said, yes, I have. All right, well, we're going to get a new spin on it today because there's a lot of power in that. If you got your handouts, we're going to talk about knowing him and a few things that the Lord pointed out to me this week as I spent time with him. God doesn't need a maid. He desires a bride. Amen? Now, there's nothing wrong with working and doing. And we talked about the, 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 the lady with the two husbands. The husband had died off last week. I won't re-preach that. And then she remarried another guy. And, uh, you know, the difference between him demanding, the first husband demanding things, and the second husband just loved her, and, and, and they abided in one another. And she found she did a lot of these things just right out of her heart. See, that's how it's supposed to work with the Lord. Amen? It's no different. But, you know, uh, the church is the bride of Christ. Amen? We're with that. And so how does a groom treat his bride? Think about that. Love, respect, caring. And, you know, the same is, is, is with the groom towards the bride. Bride and groom, back and forth. I don't know which one I said first. But that relationship, uh, it, it's a give and take, you know. We are just talking with Miss Madge and them. Uh, we're talking about, what, 62 years, right? 62 years. It's a lot of give and take. Now, I put this in here myself. She didn't say this, but I believe there's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears invested in a, in a relationship over time, isn't it? It really is. But I also know that it's a lot of glorious uh, journey as we walk together, too. Amen? It's a lot of blessing and a lot of laughing, a lot of smiling, a lot of experiencing each other. Amen? And that's what that relationship's about. So we say today that he doesn't need a maid. He desires a bride. All right? Now, do you feel like you have an eternal to-do list hanging over your head? And when I'm talking primarily to believers today, you know, it shouldn't be a punch list life. Okay, it's Sunday. I really need to go to church because God wants me to. Or fill in the blank, right? You know, instead of I get to, I want to, I desire to. See, you know, if I, if I go, okay, Denise, what do you want to do? Baby? Well, it's Friday night. Okay, I got to take her out to eat. That's not going to that's not going to go really good. But if I, get, then I look at it and say, hey, where would you like to go? What do you want to do? I just want to spend time with you. You know, there's a big difference. And so I want us to really 
kind of kind of look at what we're doing. But but so many times this to do list, this uh, this punch light list, living because everything you know. I know on my job at work. I mean, we got a list, man. We got a safety operating procedure, and uh, and you guys know we also have a procedure for the procedure. Amen. Right? We do. It's called a spa, safe plan of action. All right. So we've got the we've got the paperwork. We have a meeting. And then I'd have to do another paperwork and talk to the guys before we go. And it's the same thing I've done for 27 years. But I got the list. Not saying that's bad. But you know what? If I just check the list off and go, yeah, okay, we know what we're doing. Let's go. We're going to get hurt. All right? If I go through relationships and go, okay, yeah, okay, I'll see you. We're going to eat every Friday. That's fine, whatever. You see, see what happens? The heart, the whole point gets lost in the shuffle. So I hope today, as we're going through this and encountering Christ, right, that we don't get it into a list form, but it's the, I get to meet with God form, amen? Think about that. Man, all the songs we sing today, man, are beautiful, man. You just open your hearts up, you guys are singing and, and praising the Lord. Man, God wants to inhabit the praise of his people, amen? So take a look at this. Now, I know a lot of times we do get to the to-do list mode, you know? A couple of weeks ago, we had uh, Shine Your Light, our big outreach, you know? And there's some lists, there's some things to do. I've got to do this, got to do this, got to do this, got to do this. But man, my prayer as we were going into that was, Lord, help us to, to, to let you flow through us so people will see you. You know, I can get so busy, I can walk by somebody needing a, needing a prayer or somebody needing some encouragement or, or, or whatever. We can just miss that because I'm so, man, i got to get this up on the wall. My goodness, people are coming. we got to do this. And we miss the point. I know I sound like I'm beating this in the ground because I'm beating it in the ground. Amen? That's why. Let's take a look at this. So serving like this might be gratifying, but usually it isn't very satisfying. You say, what are you talking about? It's great at the end of the day. So well, I did this, I did this, I did this, I did this. It kind of feel good. Man, I did this today. I read two chapters in the Bible, went to the mall, went to a few folks. I went and helped a little old lady across the street. And man, you're just, you're just pumping yourself up thinking, man, I've just done all these things to look at me. And you find out that you didn't even include God in them. Quiet, didn't it? So you have to be real careful about that in my life because I get excited and I get down like this and I go, I heard you, Lord. Boom, take off running. And I get about to the 50 yard line and I go, I'm running out of energy. Man, what's going on? Because I left him back here. I've edged him out. Heard a friend of mine say one time, ego, edging God out. Woo, that's a good word, isn't it? We could do that. We could just edge God out. God wants to be a part of your life, He wants His life. To throw through, through your life. That's what the whole message is today. So look at this. Are you so busy doing things for Jesus that you don't end up doing anything with Jesus? That's what I'm saying there. So many times we look at that. Now you know what? I've slept with many a family that's gone through some dark times, right? And, and I know that mom and dads, aunts and uncles and husband and wife have a lot of things that they do together and you know, mom might do this and dad might do this and everything. I have not in 15 years of ministry, when somebody's left this earth, somebody said, well, I don't know who's going to cut the grass now. You don't hear that. What you hear is, do you remember when we used to do this? Remember when we used to go for those walks? Remember that crazy time when we did the vacation? See, all those little things that seemed insignificant, but it was really time, that's, what, that's where it's all at. And so a lot of times I, I, I tell my family, I say, hey, let's just let's bring this thing down a notch. Let's spend some time together, you know? And, and you know, a good, a good monitor on that are your children because they, they just see what's going on. See, Jesse tell me, Dad, you're always so busy. 
I said, but you're not missing out on anything, are you? Because we went and got ice cream, right? And we went out to eat Friday and we went to the movies, right? Yeah. All right. I said, I don't want you to miss out on any time. I don't want you to miss out on any time. But when he tells me that, I have to check myself. Hey, wait a minute now. How's this working out? You know, God's given me my family. Not to just, just to provide for and check back later, but to love them and live with them. Amen. So you know what? I want to cherish those times because I'm going to tell you, they get big fast over there. I used to be able to take them out no problem wrestling. Now, I had to tag up with mom tell her, come on in. Come on in. I was like, mom, come on. You know, look, you're going to mess up the carpet. Let go of me. You know, but, you know, I love every minute of, of doing stuff for my children. And, you know, I, I mentioned this before. I remember when Thomas was little, he's getting ready to turn 22 and we do stuff together. And I remember one day I said, man, what do you want to do? Anything in the world that you want to do that dad can swing? We will do it. And he looked at me and said, anything? I said, then I thought, if I can afford it. You know, and so, so I started putting all these I mean, I mean, you know, if I can do it, you know, because dad has limited resources. Our heavenly father, though, you know what he said? He said, anything. I said, anything. He said, let's wrestle. Move the coffee table and throw down. Woo! We were rolling. I mean, we were going at it, man. This guy bite, pulls, everything, you know, and we're going to town. I don't think I'd go. I'd rather do something else now, son. I don't think I want to go. I don't want to roll with him toe to toe. What I'm saying is, out of all the things that I could offer my boy, all the things, I think, well, I really don't want to go to Bush Gardens, but I'll go if you want to go. Man, we used to fly kites and everything. Every, what we used to Every Saturday, we used to go to Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck E. Cheese, I have seen that little thing go, woo, 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 nine million times, man, that little rocket, you know, and those little balls that you throw, dun, 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 and you spend like $800 and get like a little... Flower or something. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Or the best one is that little thing. Because after you've been there for a while, they got the little things that jump up and you hit them in the head. The kids start out with that. After two hours, the dads start beating on that. I'm ready. You ready? Let's go. You know? You know it's true. Y'all know it's true. Yeah? And if you didn't get to do that with your kids, then you do it with your grandkids, all right? So how did I get all out of that from here to there? Is you know what? We can do a lot of things. I've heard it many times. Mom, you're working a lot. Dad, you're working a lot. You're doing what, what, what's going on? Well, I do that for you. And I, I believe that we start out like that. But what I'm saying is, what I found over time, hanging out with my friends and hanging out with folks, they'd rather have the folks around. Amen? Ain't nothing wrong with working and doing and everything else. And nowadays, it seems like you got to have two and a half jobs. Amen? Things are tough. I'm not, I'm not putting anybody down on that. I'm saying guard your family time. That's what I'm saying. Guard your God time. You get one shot going through, man. You get one shot going through. My buddy, uh, he always said, my dad used to say, he said, uh, he said uh, his, dad, his dad died at a real young age, but he'd always bring in these things that his dad would say. He said, nothing good happened after 12 o'clock. That's what my dad used to say. I said, your dad was smart. Because not usually much that happens good after 12 o'clock at night. You don't want a phone call after 12 o'clock at night. You know? And, he, and the other thing he's always saying, he says, it's easier to stay out of trouble than to get out of trouble. Amen. I said, man, I, I can't wait to see your dad in heaven. He's got some good words, you know. But isn't that true? It's so much easier to stay out of trouble than to get out of trouble. So I don't want us to run into trouble with this. Getting out of balance and spending time on stuff that will not impact lives for the kingdom. You know? And one other thing. I know a lot of people, you know, we talk about retirement, retirement, retirement. I don't even know if that's in my vocabulary. 
You know, and I see guys, <laughs> and I see guys look at stuff, and they're, man, they're looking at this, and you can tell what the Dow is doing by looking at their face. I don't need to look. They're like, you're out there. Hey, what's up? And I'm thinking, well, I guess things good. You know, pork bill is up, right? Next day, they're like, I can't believe it. I lost two thousand dollars. I'm thinking, you know, it's it's up and down. It's up and down. But let me tell you, God's economy is up. Amen. And it pays eternal dividends. So when I'm investing in something, I'm investing in something in, in the kingdom. So just like she said, oh man, Pastor Buddy's gonna get on that plane. When we went to uh, where did we go last time? I can't even think. Utah. It's so funny. God will put people in places. I mean, anywhere. We're sitting there, and there's like three of us in there uh, across, and this guy, this older gentleman's over there, and I start talking to her. She's laughing already. I go, how you doing? That's all it took. That's all it took. Shut you down. I was going, bah, bah, bah. <laughs> you know, that's hard for me, man. But so anyway, she gets up. Miss Tanya was with her. It was me, you, Bruce. He, he got up and sat in her seat and said, hey, why don't you meet my wife? You can sit with her. And we went all the way like to Texas. And this guy was, man, he had me on the ropes, and, but he was, he was a minister too. And he was telling me stuff, man, and I was just like, yep, yep. <laughs> But I had the best time. And you know what she was doing? She, you bet your match. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, I was over there, and I was going, I was thinking, I was, I was thinking, give him another soda. Maybe you have to go to the restroom or something. We can switch back. But you know, I did have a blessing with that guy. He was telling me about all types of stuff. And he was sharing things in his life. And he was so excited about what God had done. And this man had been through a lot of different things. Surgeries and, and all this stuff. And he was kind of frail on the outside. But man, he had to fire the Lord on the inside. And I tell you what, it just charged me up. Because when I got off the plane, I said, I'm going in. Man, I just felt like John Wayne with Jesus on my back. You know, he had just bumped us up so good. It was, it was a great time. But you know what? You, you know, knowing him, I got to know that guy a little bit. And you think about how much time you spend with your wife and your children in a week. It's kind of crazy, isn't it? You know, it's, ne it's, it's never enough, is it? I just don't think it's never enough. So we got to guard that. But I want to go back to what I'm saying here. We talked about that in the natural. We talked about it in the supernatural. We talked about it in our, in our families and friends and work. Don't get so busy doing things for Jesus that you miss out doing things with Jesus. Amen. That's what I want you to take away to me. I want you to know him, amen? And, oh, man, I put this down. I almost, almost left this out. Last night, I got to tell on Jake. Last night as I was preaching to the couch, we were moving stuff back a few weeks ago. And all y'all, I tease every week. Saturday night, man, I'm upstairs and I'm preaching. I'm going through this thing. And Jake comes up and he goes, is that the holy couch? <laughs> I said, yeah, man, that thing's saved about three or four times over. That's so funny. He says, that's the couch, yeah. So, you know, spend time with God. And uh, I love getting away and, and, and just spending time with the Lord. But you know what? If you don't do that, time will get taken up somewhere else. Amen. So when I was putting this together, the Lord just asked me this question and I, and I wrote it down. If somebody asked you, hey, Sonny, tell me about the Lord. Sherry, tell, tell me, tell me what, what, what's God like? What will we say? And I got to thinking about that. What will we say? Just a simple question. If a child come up, well, Dad, what's, what's, what's Jesus like? Who, who's he like? Man, what we say, well, he's a guy that's got a lot of lists. He's a guy that's he's big and he created everything. And he wants you to be perfect. Or will we be able to say, let me tell you, he's the one that wakes us up in the morning. He's the one that gives us sight. He's the one that gives us hope. He's the one, he's my rock, he's my savior. Man, you know, I was going on that couch, was going like, last night, man, you know. I was just going on because that's who he is to me.
That's who he is to me. So if somebody asked me that or somebody asked, I want you to think about what you would say. Who is Jesus to you? How would you describe him? Loving, caring, grace, amazing, washing over, second chance, third chance, all the chances. You know, restoration, redeeming. I mean, it goes on and on and on. And if you run out of words, go through the Psalms. David will help you out in there. He's got a bunch of them. But you know what? As you meet with him and you know him, you have plenty of your own. Because when you look back, when we're going through that storm, we need to know that Jesus Christ is our anchor. Amen. When we're going through that, how do we know that? Because we've spent time with him and we know him. How do we know that? See, it's, it's, we said this before. When we live in Bacosa and we understand flooding. Amen. You don't get out there and start putting sandbags in when the water's up here. It's going to be a little difficult, right? So you prepare. Prepare our hearts as we walk through this world with the Lord Jesus Christ to know him and abide in him. Amen. Everybody doing good? So many times there was something else here. Man, I got a lot of, that's a lot of stuff on the sheet. There was something else I wanted to share with you. You're going to invest in one or two things. You're going to invest in self. Make it three. Others. For the Lord. Amen. That's usually what it comes down to. You know, and a lot of times we get the list and we say, okay, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this. But what I want to what I want to share out of this whole thing there, the time that you invest with God is priceless. You will never, ever, ever come up short spending time with the Lord. Has anybody ever come up short spending time with the Lord? I ask that question a lot over 15 years. I've never heard anybody say, Yeah, me. I'm thinking, I don't think you mean with the, the Lord I know. Amen? Because he's more than enough. All right, well, let's talk about abiding. Everybody doing good, right? All right, we're rolling here. What does it mean to abide? You hear that all the time. We hear that a lot. And I think, you know what? I want to take a look at this, and this is the best definition that I could come up with, and it just really, really was powerful. And this is what I wrote down after studying a few things. Living each moment totally dependent on his life within us to cause us to be all he has called us to be. And to do all that he desires us to do. Now that's a mouthful. But think about that. Living, let's just bring it, living each moment totally dependent on him. If I could do that, man, what would the outcome be? Wouldn't that be amazing? And I said, man, we don't have to make it complicated. We just need to choose to let him live through us every step of the way. It'd be so much easier. It would just be so much easier if I would just run that through the filter, right? But we don't so many times. Because guess what? We still like doing what we do and we still want to do what we want to do and we still think it's about us. But let me tell you, he paid for you, right? He gave his life for you. He purchased you. Guess what? You're his now, right? We put our faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so you know what? Living each moment totally dependent on his life within us to cause us to be all he has called us to be. Let me tell you what. We sell ourselves short a lot of times. Think about that. Because you think about this, you see something, you see somebody doing something, you say, man, that would be so cool. I can't do that. Well, guess what? Maybe that's not what God's called you to do. But I can promise you this. What God has called you to do, you can do it, and you can do it fine. Because you will have the resources through the Lord Jesus Christ living through you. Amen? I promise you that. I'm going to tell you, living proof right here. There's a lot of work to be done, but God is so gracious to give us this opportunity to do this. I'm not going to go back down the path. I never, never thought in a million years that I would be preaching, teaching, and doing stuff. But I'm going to tell you, there's nothing that brings me any greater joy. Because through that, God's filling me up. Because that's what he's called me to do. He may not have called you to do that, but he does, he does call you to be in that relationship with him. 
And as we spend time knowing him and abiding in him, moment by moment, God's going to reveal to you what, what he has for you. And it may look totally different than what my, my gift is. Remember we talked about that, or her gift is, or his gift is. It's okay. But you know what? He wants to bring us through. And just like the, the second part of that, he has called us to be, to, to be, let me back up, live each moment totally dependent on his life within us to cause us to be all he has called us to be. And to do all he desires to do in us, through us, reaching other people's lives. It's, it's just a powerful thing. Now take a look at this. Abiding isn't a formula. It's a friendship. It's a fellowship. Amen. It's about communication. And I, I got a story. I'm going to tell you a story anyway. Buffet don't open until later. But I thought about this this last night. When I was a little boy, I remember the first time that we ever prayed. When I was a little boy, I didn't grow up in church. Knew about God, didn't know God. The first time we ever prayed, man, it was, it was as, as my father-in-law says, it's bad news and bad right. It was not good. I was a little boy, first time that I can remember praying. And we had a mini bike. I got a mini bike when I was five years old. Why would you buy somebody a mini bike at five years old? I mean, I couldn't do a lot of things, but they would let me do some crazy stuff. I don't ever understand that. But anyway, had a mini bike and stuff. And the boy next door, I was always the youngest. The, the kids next door, they were a little bit older. And his dad, the, the uh, folks at the store, had built him a mini bike and they were getting it going. And they were going to go up to Copeland Park the next day. It was like on a Saturday. And, uh, <coughs> and I asked my dad, I said, hey, can I go? You know, he's like, let's see. That's not a good answer from my dad. That's pretty much, you ain't going. <coughs> but I thought if I could just ride him a little bit and manipulate him, I'd get in my way. He didn't work that way. Let me tell you. So anyway, the next morning, the boy down the street, older, he had a big motorcycle. My friend had a mini bike, and there was about three or four other guys going. And my, my neighbor, Mr. Zarger, was going to take everybody. So I run in there, man. Dad! Yeah. I, I want to go. He said, son, you're not going. I said, no, man, Dad, you said maybe. You can't tell no kid maybe. Oh, my goodness, maybe. It's like, I got it in the bag. <laughs> not when you get older. And he's like, what? I'm telling you, son, I don't have a good feeling about this. And you're not going. So if I was smart, I would have said, okay, I didn't. So he gave me several reasons why I wasn't going to go ride my motorcycle that day, my mini bike. Number one reason was because I wouldn't be able to sit back down on the seat. Because he got my mind right, you know what I'm saying? It's like, woo, man, okay, I got it now. Woo! You know, I never got a spanking I didn't deserve. I can tell you what, thank God he gave me this one. So time went on, about the middle of the day, we got a phone call, there had been a terrible wreck, terrible wreck, never forget it, man, they brought that van back, and they had the mini bike in there, and they had the motorcycle in there, and what happened was, my friend couldn't get his mini bike going, so his dad gets on it, gets the choke on it, adjusting it, and he rides off, dad, do you need a helmet? No, I'll be right back, son, other boys are down here, boom, he rides down, he turns around and he's still adjusting. The other boy gets on a motorcycle, never forget it, a Yamaha, a big one, purple and white, beautiful, big motorcycle. And he takes off. What happens is my friend's dad's working over here. And I don't know if he swerved over or they got too close. But he hit that man wide open. The side of that gas tank had a dent in it where that man's head was. Never forget it. That's what I'm and I thought, my gosh, 
God didn't go. None of them could really drive. They were trying to drive and get his dad back in the van and they were trying to shift the gear and they are about blowing it up. It's three on the tree. Man, they're trying to go. The good news is he did survive. Ripped his nose off his face. Put a plate in his head. Why do you say all this stuff? I just want you to understand a few things, how things can change in an instant. My dad said, son, I didn't feel good about that. You know? So, I'm going to lighten it up a little bit. I remember praying. And, and I remember this mom set us down. And it's the only prayer I ever, ever even knew at the time. You know, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep me. If I should die far away, I pray the Lord my soul to take me. And we asked, Lord, heal Mr. Son. Man, whole, the whole neighborhood was just like, Whoa. because all the kids in the neighborhood went. It was terrible. Like I said, I'm going to lighten it up a little bit. Little minds work funny, don't they? So I know how to pray now. I'm just repetitious, man. I'm popping these things up every time I get in bed. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray to Lord my soul to keep. If I said that for a week, get a little my soul to take, right? But your mind starts wondering. And we played a lot of, a lot of games outside. So I got good at that. And then I say, apple beef is fun for pie. Who's not ready to holler at? Wait a minute. That's not the prayer, right? I'm not ready to go. This is what's going through my mind as a little boy, right? And my mom's going, what's going on in there? I'm praying. I thought I was praying. I'm back and forth on all this. She said, well, pray quieter. So I pray again, because all I got is this much, right? I go back through that little repetitious thing. And then my brain starts wandering again. My mama told me to pick this one, and you are not it. You remember that? I'm thinking, no, that's not it either. I mean, I'm having difficulty. You know, so sit down with your kids and say, you can just talk to God. You say, why do you, why do you? I remember that when I was putting this together. I was scared to pray because I thought the wrong thing's going to come out. You know, you say, well, that's kind of silly. I'm not kidding you. Because it got so repetitious. And I had no more to pull from. I just, things were just jumping in my mind from what we were playing out today. And I knew that wasn't right. I knew then I was like, this is not good. This is no game, right? But when I found out, listen to me, that I could just talk to God, all that changed. That's why I shared all that. You know, a lot of times with children, I remember Jesse, I said, Jesse, you know, we talked to him about the Lord and everything when he was very young and, and he, he had a good understanding and, and, and I said, Jesse, you know, it's going to come to a point where you need to ask the Lord in your life and your heart to save you. He said, okay, how big is he? Is it going to hurt? Think about that. See, they think of things very literal but when we take time, it's like, no, you know, son, that God, you know, you just break it down. But his spirit wants to live in you. Okay, I got it. Why am I going down and breaking it down like this? Because you know what? We got kids and we got grandchildren. We got things like that. So, so the things we say a lot of times that we mean one thing, they go, what? I know for me, I didn't go to church. I didn't know. So all I had was that little prayer. And I had anything else that I could just add on to it. But I was missing it. But even in my heart, God so gracious said, no, that's, that's not what I have for you. You know? But he still loves us right where we are. But like I said, when I found out that it wasn't about a formula and it was about fellowship, Everything changed, amen. That's all I want you to take away from that. That's what I want you to take away from that. So as we look at this, it's not something that's repetition. It's about relationship. So many times, man, we just get about repetition, amen. Repetition. Don't get wrapped up in that. Go deeper in a relationship and abide in him. So let's take a look at this. What do we mean by abiding? Living each moment totally dependent on his life within us. To cause us to be all he has called us to be. Let me tell you, God's called us to be some amazing things. A few weeks ago, we talked about 
moving from the from the worm stage to the butterfly stage. Y'all have to listen to that message. We got a lot of gas mileage out of that. I'm going to tell you what, when you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, we're a new creation in Christ. New creature with a new feature. Not going backwards. We're that butterfly. Amen. And just like we said, sometimes we land in some bad spots. We go back to some places that we shouldn't be. But I'm going to tell you what. We will overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, just like we shared. Amen. As we abide in Him. As we walk it out with Him. Amen. Well, let's keep on rolling. Everybody doing good, right? All right. This is where I want to get to here. About expressing the Lord. Allowing the Lord. Expressing us. Through us. Abiding in Christ cannot be separated from expressing the life of Christ. What do you mean by that? You know, we talk about grapes and the vines and all that. But just like a grape abiding on a vine, it will experience and express the life of the vine. As we're close to God, we're going to express the life of Christ. Amen? But you know what? We need to be spending time. We need to be listening. We need to be praying. We need to be hanging out with God. I know that sounds kind of crazy. Spending time with God. You know, have you ever been with somebody and, and, and just going through some stuff and maybe they don't need a whole lot of answers. Maybe they just need you to be hanging around. I tell you, some of the darkest times I've ever been, just somebody said, hey, man, I'm here. Whew, that's a priceless friend. Maybe, hey, man, I'm, I'm listening if you want to talk. See, a lot of times when we're looking for the answer, we're not ready to hear the answer. Amen. Sometimes God's working a few, few things out so that our heart's ready to hear the seed of the word and the message. Amen. Take a look at this. I believe you can't express what you don't possess. <laughs> what do you mean? You can't pour out what you don't pour in. Amen? And, and look at this. I, abiding comes first. A grape doesn't become a grape without the vine. Amen? We don't become who God's called us to be without Christ living through us. Amen? That's the, that's the story. That's the whole story. Let's take a look at this. Y'all know this. Look at any fruit tree. You know, you plant a fruit tree. You, you know, you don't, you don't get apples off a, a pear tree. You don't get cherries off a grapevine. Right? And I've said this before, but so many times when we squeeze a Christian, we get something totally different. Amen? Why is that? Because we need, we need to abide in that. Amen? We need to abide in that relationship. Oh, man. I got a couple stories for y'all today. And uh, I, I, I was kind of wondering how I was going to share this, but I'm going to share this right here after this. Biblical Christianity is expression of the life of Christ through his church and to the world. Alright? People are going to see Christ in me and you as we allow him to live through us. Amen? I want you guys to think about that for just a second. Man. There's always ministry going on. Every day, everywhere, and every way. Amen? This last week, it's been pretty amazing how God has just moved and worked in different things. And, uh, you know, I, I do a lot of hospital visits, hospice visits, different things like that. And I had a friend of mine been going through a tough time in his family that I, I care about very deeply. And uh, I had been by the house a couple of times and prayed with my friend. He wasn't doing well talking to the family and everything and just say, hey, we're around, we're lifting you up and all this stuff. Well, I guess it was about Monday when we had that big storm. It was really storming. I had been visiting a couple times and I was at home and it was just raining and raining and raining and I had a bunch of stuff going on. It had been a pretty long day, to be honest with you. It was not a real great day for me. And uh, the Lord started nudging me about my friend. And he kept nudging me about my friend. And I was like, 
I want you to make sure that he knows me. I just kept going over in my heart and over in my heart and over my heart. And see, I had been by there, and you know I don't have no problem sharing Jesus with anybody anytime. And I thought, well, why didn't I? I mean, I, I talked to him, and I talked to the family, I talked to this. But the, the urgency in me got so much that I called one of the family. I said, I got to come over. They said, you can come over anytime you want. I said, I'm coming over now. Right? And, and you know, I went back in my, in my bedroom. I was just laying across the bed just praying and praying and praying and praying. I said, my goodness, man, it's, it's just this urgency. Christ being expressed. Amen. Got up raining, flooded at our house, water up the here. I don't care. No raincoat, no nothing. I just get in the car. Boom. Go to the house. Boom. Open the door. Go to the hospital bed. And I asked my friend, I said, hey, I got to ask you the most important question you'll ever answer in your life, my friend. I said, you know, I, I know things don't look good here and it doesn't matter because I don't know if I'll make it home tonight or whatever, but I got to know something. I want you to know. Do you know for sure when you take your last breath that you'll spend eternity in heaven with the Lord Jesus Christ? And he's very attentive. And he says, I'm not sure. And immediately, man, the tears come down my face because you know what? God wanted him to be sure. God kept poking it on my heart. Make sure he knows. Make sure he knows. Make sure his family knows. Because you know what? The day's going to come for all of us. And his family around his bed. And I got to speak with him. And that man gave his life to the Lord right there. Praise God. Next day I check in, he's not working too good. Next day after that, he's really not doing good. And by the end of the week, he graduates to heaven. See, that's the good news. He graduates to heaven. You say, well, why, why, why do you bring all this up? Because when God gives you that nudge on your heart, you better go. I cannot imagine standing here today and I didn't go. I am not putting Buddy up here anywhere. I am putting the Lord Jesus Christ on the top. Thanking God for that encounter. For God nudging me. And nudging me. He didn't beat me in the ground or anything else. He just called to me. Thank you for open hearts. And I said, Lord, I don't, I, why didn't I say something before? I decided, you know, I was talking to my ministry team and stuff and everything else. And they gave me this answer. They said, because it was on God's timing, not your timing. I said, that's right. It was on God's timing, not my timing. But I want to tell you what. You think it gets good there? It gets even better. Because after that, I'm thinking, you know what's so exciting to me is, one, I know my friend that I'll see him again in heaven because I know God cannot lie. And God said, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. I saw it, I heard it, I witnessed it, and I know that I'm comfortable based on God's word where he is today. Amen. That's the peace that we have. Amen. What do you think that comfort is for that family today? Yes, do they miss their loved one? Absolutely. But do they know where he is based on God's word? Absolutely. So I go out of the house, right? And one of the other family members are out there. I said, hey man, I appreciate you stopping by. And I, get, I said, no problem, brother. And I get ready to stop and Lord, give me one of these again. I said, hey man. I asked the same question I asked him. Are you sure? Are you sure? He looked at across the field. He goes, I'm not sure. And I got to talk to my friend. And he gave his life to the Lord. God's on the move, amen. God is faithful. God's timing is perfect, amen. Let me tell you, we cannot outgive God. But you know what? We can sure have God express his life 
through us when we're obedient to Christ. Amen. It makes all the difference in the world. In the world and in the world. How does it make a difference in the world? Because we are the fragrance of Christ that come out for people to take a good whip of. Amen. To get a good look at us. And say, hey, you know what? Now we're here today, let me tell you. Remember I said that that day was a rough day for me? The reason I said that was because it was not a big day of faith. It wasn't like I was all pumped up and I read 17 chapters of the Word. Right? I was just, I was just hanging out. But God says, you know what? I got something for you today. I want you to hear me today. I want you to go share my message today. Made all the difference in the world. That's eternal dividends, amen? And if you're here today, I pray that you hear that God's love is the most transforming thing known to man. Amen? His love is the most transforming thing. If somebody asks me, tell me about Jesus. I think the first thing that will pop out of my mouth is, He's love. He's love. He loved you so much that He left heaven so that you can be assured by putting your faith and trust in Him that your sins will be forgiven. Now, I want you to hear what I'm saying today. I don't want you to just know the plan of salvation. I want you to know the Savior. You hear what I'm saying? I just don't want you to know what it takes. I want you to... to have an encounter with Christ. I want you to know who Jesus is. I want you to feel that love of Christ because of what he's done for you and made available to you. Amen. You say, well, I, you just don't know. You just don't know. I don't need to know. They don't need to know. You need to know that Jesus says, I'll save you right where you are. I don't care about your past. I don't care about your future or anything else. I'm talking about right here, right now. So often we think, I'll put it off another day. Put it off the... Listen, thank God I didn't put it off another day. When, when the Lord told me, thank the Lord that I didn't put off another day. God's time is perfect. And I believe right now that God's perfect time is for you to say yes to Jesus Christ. Amen. I ask you to close your eyes and bow your head and open your hearts as we go and just seek the Lord. If you're here today and you're not sure, 100%, I want you to look up here at me right now and I want you to hear what I'm going to share with you, okay? God loves you so much that even when we've missed the mark, the Bible says all have sinned and fell short of the glory of God. We understand we've all sinned, amen? Now what's the remedy for that? There's only one remedy. And the Bible tells us in John 14, 6, Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. So I'm going to give you the pieces of the puzzle, but it's so much more than that. I want to introduce you to my Jesus. I want you to know that the Lord loves you. You say, I, I'm not sure I understand. I want you to understand this. All of sin and fall short of the glory of God. And our sin separates us from God. And if you die without Jesus Christ as your Savior, you will spend eternity in hell. I'm trying to scare you, just trying to educate you, right? But he says the free gift of life is through that of Christ Jesus. There was a sacrifice that had to be made so that we would be made right. We couldn't buy it, we couldn't do it, we couldn't do enough things, we couldn't do enough service for us to look good in the eyes of God. So God said, I'll do it myself. Jesus says, send me. And he lived a life that was without sin. Sacrifice for all mankind, but not all mankind receive him by faith. So, right now, if you couldn't answer 100% that you go to heaven, let me tell you how you can. You can say this right here from your heart 
Dear Lord, come into my life and forgive me my sin. Today I'm trusting in what you did, Lord. And I'm thankful, Lord, that you are my Savior. Today forgive me, Lord, and be my Savior. That's what it takes. But never forget what it took. It took Jesus Christ's perfect sacrifice to shed blood of Christ. I don't want to just stop at the cross because let me tell you something. We don't serve a dead Savior. We serve a risen Savior. Amen. And he rose again on the third day and he sits at the right hand side of God interceding for his children. Amen. So I pray today, if that's your prayer, hey, raise your hand. I want to pray with you. If you want to come here, I'll pray with you here. If you want to talk more about it, when we be dismissed, I'll be back there. Don't leave here today without knowing that Jesus Christ desires to be your Savior. And it's all about trusting in the finished work of the cross. I try to make it as clear as I can. But we'll take that message and, and seal it in their hearts. And that they, they encounter you today. And I want you to hear this again. I want you to understand. It's a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. He wants to walk with you for eternity. And yes, you may miss the mark. We all do. But he'll pick you back up and keep going. And you're worth it. You're worth it. You're worth it. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap for the glory.